Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. Monday afternoon, the sun is shining here in the city of Pittsburgh. I would say things are pretty darn good. Kath, how was your weekend? I want to welcome everybody to the non-playoff edition of The Ride Home. Mm, don't even go there. Okay. I am going there. I, I, Save your you know, we're not, uh, we're not broadcasting the show on YouTube today, video-wise, because John and I are still both uh, broadcasting from home. But I do want all the listening audiences to see, or to know, not to see, but to know, that I, I am wearing a Steeler jersey today. Are you, though? Mm-hmm. Is it just out of what? Some morning period, like widows no, who wear I'm salute, black. I'm saluting the team because they finished strong. Mm-hmm. But they're not in the playoffs. No, they're not in the playoffs. Mm, so that's so it's all for not in some way. That's not true. It's not all Come for on. not. I feel very, very positive about next season. Yeah, it's fine. Yes. Wait, till, wait till next year. I mean, the goal is to get in the playoffs. Well, so it's I, all for not. Well, thanks, John. I mean, I realize that. I'm trying to, you know, make the best out of a bad situation. Dick, don't you feel good about how the team finished out the season? No. I, well, I mean, yeah. What? Sure, they, yeah. They had a little winning streak there. That's great. But they didn't get in the playoffs. So, you know, okay. What? Right. So you're going to be a hater? I'm not being a hater. I'm being a realist here. The goal is to get in the playoffs. We didn't get in the playoffs, so not so great of a season. I like Kenny Pickett. I like the, you know, the idea of the young core coming together. We finished strong. There's no doubt about that. But still. It would have been better if he'd been in the playoffs. Yeah, it would have been better. It would have been better. But I'm just, I'm looking at a situation. I'm saying, okay, we have a young quarterback. Uh, Watt was hurt for half of the season. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of, you know, going back and forth. We were Trubisky. Were we going to go Rudolph? We ended up Pickett. I mean, there was a lot of transition. I get it. You know, I mean, it's a different kind of thing. I feel like that all had to be kind of hammered out at the beginning of the year. Second yep. half of the season, things looked up. I think they improved every week. I agree. And things are looking up. Uh, considering where we were this time last year and all the question marks that were taking place, a lot of those question marks, maybe not completely solved, but, you know, on the road. Yeah, so I feel good about that, right? Well, so the good. only problem is, though, at the end of the season now, we either have pens to look forward to, yeah. kind of shaky there. Yeah, a little shaky right now. And, of course, spring training. So it's it doesn't look so good. <laughs> Well, there are other teams in the NFL. Uh, I'm not rooting it's for time the other to, team. It's time to Wait. adopt one on a temporary basis for the playoffs. No, okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's a strong option. Okay. Who are you rooting for? The Bengals. I don't know yet. I haven't decided yet. I'm not going right. to root for the Bengals. No, please don't. I'm not rooting for the Bengals. You can forget it. Well. I don't hate Kansas City. I like. I think I'll go Buffalo. <laughs> Oh, that's a sentimental choice, right? It was a, a real thrill. Choice. It was a real thrill last night to see Aaron Rodgers be excluded from the playoffs. It sure was. Yeah, Very nice. <laughs> Thank you, fan. Anyway, uh, thanks for being with us here today. For the first time in a while, as I said, the sun is shining. That feels very good for everybody who's been a little bit depressed about that. I'll just raise my hand there. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, don't you get a little antsy after the sun doesn't shine Are for like seven weeks me? in a row? Good grief. Yes. Yeah, it's a lovely day in the city of Pittsburgh. And we have a terrific day. show coming up for you today. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, our friend David French will be whack, back with us. Uh, we're going to talk about what's going on in Washington. All the craziness surrounding Kevin yeah, McCarthy as the Speaker of the House. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't even get over that. Uh, that'll be at 510. At 5.35, uh, happy to have Dr. Um, Maryam Saidi. 
Am I pronouncing yeah. her first name right, you think, John? I think so, yeah. Marianne. She's uh, from the Tapper School of Business at Carnegie Mellon University. We're going to talk about Pittsburgh Iranian Americans who are speaking out against oppression in their homeland. Um, in just a couple seconds, I'm going to launch into the top four at Forum. We'll hear what's happened in Iran over the weekend. Um, it's also Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, John. Very nice. Excellent. Everybody in blue, salute you yes. guys. Very good. And also we'll be talking about the Trooper Moms Group that has stepped up to organize meals for, Ch- for Chief Justin McIntyre's viewing, which is going on today. All right. Well, thank you all for that. So let's uh, click into gear here from Monday's show, as we always do to start off the show. Kath, without further ado, please give us the top four at four. For Monday, January 9th, 2023, number one, the country of Iran on Saturday hanged two men, a 22-year-old national karate champion and a 39-year-old poultry worker who participated in anti-government demonstrations and whose executions were condemned as a ploy by the government to use violence and so fear to crush the protests. The men, Mohammed Mehdi Karami, the karate champion, and Saeed Mohammed Hosseini, the factory worker, were hanged at dawn on Saturday in the city of Karaj near the capital of Tehran after hasty trials. Iran has deployed heavy-handed violence, as you know, against protesters since mid-September with the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini. At least 13 of the detained protesters have been sentenced to death since that time, among them, John, a doctor, a bodybuilding champion, a rapper, and a barber, with their charges ranging from burning a trash can to allegations of killing security forces. That's according to Amnesty International. You can read more about that in today's New York Times. Number two, a West Virginia journalist, John, lost her job last month after she reported about alleged abuse of people with disabilities within the state agency that runs West Virginia's foster care and psychiatric facilities. Amelia Kinsley, reporter at West Virginia Public Broadcasting, said she was told to stop reporting on the Department of Health and Human Resources after leaders of the agency threatened to discredit the publicly funded TV and radio network. She later learned her part-time position was being eliminated. West Virginia Educational Broadcasting Authority Chairman William Files said that Nisley was never fired and remains on the payroll, though he did say her door key and email were deactivated. Nisley's departure comes during a tumultuous time for West Virginia media media because three reporters for the Pulitzer Prize winning Charleston Gazette Mail said they were fired after publicly criticizing an editorial decision by their company president, who is also minority leader in the state House of Delegates. It's from CBS News. Number three. According to today's Wall Street Journal, John, several of the nation's largest urban mass transit systems are at a crossroads with readership and ridership still depressed three years into the pandemic and federal aid running out. Many commuters, John, are only coming into work a few days a week, and that has left subways, buses and commuter trains operating at well below capacity, particularly on Mondays and Fridays. In major cities such as New York and San Francisco, transit authorities have been leaning on emergency funding, but that is running out. Also, the ridership drop has fueled an increase in transit crime, which in turn has pushed away more riders. New York subway system, John, has only regained two-thirds of its pre-pandemic ridership. Hmm. In San Francisco, a little more than one-third of the ridership they had before covid That's from today's Wall Street Journal. And number four, John, the Steelers 
as we said, have missed the playoffs due to poor play at the start of their season and the uselessness of the New York Jets. And that mm. is your top four at four. Right. You can't count on the Jets for anything. Now, I mean, things are looking really good, right? The Steelers are playing a great game. Buffalo, of course, uh, they pulled our victory out as well. All we needed were the Jets to sort of uh, get their act together, but they did not. So Joe Flacco, again, the, season. the reason for our demise. Yeah. I mean, as bad as our season was, at least you're not a Jets fan. I'll say that. Good grief. That's very nice. All right. Um, uh, every Monday, we go to the White House where Greg Clarkson will join us. Uh, what a heck of a weekend uh, there in uh, Washington, D.C. A lot going on in Washington, D.C. Holy smokes. All right. Kevin McCarthy, all of that uh, straight ahead. Greg Clarkson from SRN News, our White House correspondent, joins us. Monday edition of the Ride Home here. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. WORD. Moms often experience day-to-day life without being thanked, appreciated, or encouraged. And Kirsten Watson knows where your help as a mom has to come from. When you're a mom, all the feedback is negative. So, Lord, you've got to, like, give me what I need because right now I'm feeling super inadequate. Living and loving well when you secretly just want to take a nap. Next time on Family Life Today with David Ann Wilson. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over limit charges and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt-free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call 1-800-936-5496. Can you repeat that? 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. During the pandemic, they closed our churches down. Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope. See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com, SalemNow.com. 
It's a Monday on the ride home. And whether John and I are broadcasting from the studio or today as we are broadcasting from our spare rooms, we always look forward to welcoming into the fold our good friend Greg Clugston. Greg is the SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, from wherever you are, we welcome you. Yeah, I'm not in my usual uh, spot either, but Kathy, it's great to be with you. Thanks. Very good. Greg, uh, you know, of course, uh, invested in our streaming, Netflix, Prime, Hulu, HBO. I mean, I skipped all that uh, this past weekend because the best streaming was on C-SPAN. What a sight to be seen in the U.S. Capitol. Funny you should say that, John, because uh, before uh, on Friday night, before the House was coming back into session late at 10 p.m., uh, I had a Jason Bourne movie on, and I had to switch over to uh, C-SPAN because there was more action there than in the movie. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> Holy smokes. I mean. It, it was, yeah, it was a remarkable uh, end to a remarkable week. And there are so many ways you can describe what happened last week. Uh, a lot of adjectives like uh, crazy and unprecedented and historic and mind-numbing. Uh, And you can add to that list. And it was just something that we had not seen in modern uh, American political history in a long time. But uh, in the midnight hour, in the early minutes of Saturday morning, Kevin McCarthy finally got his wish as he eked out a victory to become the next House Speaker. I mean, what is that? What is what does that mean, though, Greg? I I mean, I just wonder the humiliation of having to have, go through the counts that many times, but also the concessions he had to make. How much power will he actually have? Well, that is that's an outstanding question, and it's uh, it's the one that we don't really fully know the uh, the full answer to yet, Kathy, because there were deals and bargains and presumably promises being made right up until the last minute, because you had this uh, smaller group of of hardcore conservatives who are really holding out for uh, some some key points here, although there was also probably some personality conflict thrown in as well. And so exactly what McCarthy promised and said that he would would do, um, we know a little bit about that, but there is uh, still an open question. And so it it really is is indicative, or at least it has the potential to be indicative of how uh, this majority is going to work for the Republicans and for Kevin McCarthy as the House Speaker. He only has a four-vote uh, four cushion when it comes to anything in the House of Representatives. So uh, this is probably a precursor of things to come. Wow. I mean, seriously, we talked about this a little bit last week, Greg, the idea that what happened in the past week has been unprecedented. I mean, 15 votes and to think about, you know, the Freedom Caucus, who they coalesce this opposition, this could cause trouble down the line, whether it's the Freedom Caucus or some sort of group uh, marshalling enough to gather some strength could really stop the government in its tracks. Sure. And, you know, it's important to point out that uh, there were some legitimate there are some legitimate concerns among that no caucus, the House. Um, and and they they want to have some transparency and they want the ability to have 72 hours to look over bills before voting and that kind of thing. And so absolutely, there are some issues, uh, whether it should have stretched out into a 15 vote marathon. Uh, that probably is still up for debate. But then you also have more moderate or centrist members of the Republican Party who are maybe maybe they're feeling left out now by by the deal making that, that Kevin McCarthy made with these uh with this small group that was, you know, really holding the process up last week. And they may be wondering, 
um, are they going to be shut out or are they going to be diminished in, in their ability? And so uh, it, it's going to be a tough caucus to uh, to handle for McCarthy. So even though he got what he wanted, he may get more than he wanted when it comes to the actual leadership. Yeah. I mean, the highlight for me through the entire weekend was wig rage. And I'm not saying W-H-I-G, <laughs> but some guy with a wig was losing his mind. <laughs> Yeah, there, I mean, there were just so many different scenes throughout the weekend. That was one of them. And, of course, uh, late after the, the 14th ballot, which McCarthy and his allies uh, late on Friday night had, had determined was going to be the one that was going to push him over the top. And then yeah. it turned out not to be the case. And then when he confronted uh, Congressman Matt Gates and, and uh, Boebert and those others who were holdouts, uh, boy, that was drama at its, uh, at its utmost finest right there. Sure okay, so what does this mean, Greg? Is this are we seeing, you know, on C-SPAN or whatever we're watching, an unfolding of what has happened behind closed doors for the last two hundred years, or has has our you know national outrage kind of like spilled over into what we're seeing on TV, where our elected leaders are, you know, kind of acting like seventh graders? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because Kathy. Um, because this was the first act of the Congress that had to be taken, meaning electing a House speaker, there were no actual House rules in effect. And those House rules, which are voted on by the members and the new majority, they actually govern the kinds of camera angles that the C-SPAN TV camera can show to uh, a TV audience. And Republican and Democratic majorities in the past have had a pretty tight clamp on exactly what shots, meaning they have, mini- they have minimized what, uh, the ability of C-SPAN to have kind of free roaming. Well, because there were no rules in place all of last week, the TV cameras picked up any and every activity and conversation and uh, movement in the House floor which was something brand new for an American and worldwide audience if they, if they chose to tune in. So that's just one example of, of, of we saw something new. This is probably, Kathy, to your point, is probably behavior and activity that does go on behind the scenes. In fact, it may even go on uh, to a degree on the House floor on a regular basis, but the TV viewer at home typically doesn't see it with the exception of last week. Yeah, right. I mean, we'll move on here in a second, Greg. I'm seriously, I don't know if C-SPAN's eligible for this, but they should win an Emmy. I mean, to peel back uh, government in, in action, really, yeah. it was fascinating work. You know, it was fascinating. Obviously, the term messy and chaotic, you know, those terms were thrown around, and it was yep. both of those. Uh, but it also was how our government is set up to operate in certain circumstances, and we saw it unfold in a way uh, with the with TV cameras picking up, uh, you know, those kinds of activities that we typically don't see. So it was pulling, you know, the curtain uh, back a little bit. And, uh, you know, whether you were disheartened by it or you thought it was great entertainment, uh, it was really something to see. Sure was. We're talking with Greg Clogston, SRN News White House correspondent. Uh, Greg, let's move forward and talk about the, the GOP majority challenges, because uh, that's a new wave that's headed as well. Well, it is. And as I mentioned, with only that four vote cushion for Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans, it's uh, there are going to be some some big fights probably coming down the line, not just between Republicans and Democrats, but within the Republican Party, as we saw last week, as they were just simply trying to vote on who the speaker would be. 
So there's uh, this week, uh, really first up next here in the Congress here in Washington, you have uh, what is the basically the rules, the House rules for this new Congress. They're going to be agreed to. Uh, and that will set in place then um, the process moving forward. And for example, what kinds of bills can be brought to the floor and when can amendments, if any amendments, can they be added and uh, setting up debate and that kind of thing. So that's kind of the minutia, the behind the scenes, the logistics of how the House of Representatives works. But it, it, it's also going to be important in terms of what kind of legislation moves forward. So Republicans have, have a real big challenge in terms of, of, of having a very slim majority. And it's also interesting because uh, for the first time in his two years in office, President Biden is going to be working with the House of Representatives that is not controlled by a Democratic House speaker. Mm. Well, the drama in Washington, D.C. is not the only drama there is in the country right now. Uh, the president has decided to go to the southern border. Talk about, Greg, what President Biden has seen, perhaps what he's been kept from seeing and uh, what we're finding out through the media. Right. Well, he went yesterday to El Paso, Texas. And of course, El Paso has been in the news for a number of weeks. It's a it's a it's a major port of entry in the state of Texas uh, between the United States and Mexico. And the president was on the ground uh, yesterday between three and four hours in the afternoon. He did a, several activities and had several conversations. He did a walk along a section of a border wall there, and he did meet with, uh, you know, customs and, and border agents to, to watch their processes of how to go about uh, looking for, uh, you know, illegal trafficking of drugs and that sort of thing. Uh, and then he also met with some social service uh, agency representatives, Salvation Army and others, uh, humanitarian groups that are providing care for people that are coming across the border. But what was interesting is there was a reporting last week that uh, a big section of El Paso was really scrubbed of, of, of the ongoing presence of migrants who have come across the border and have nowhere to go. Uh, sidewalks were cleared. And it, we, we didn't really get an ind indication uh, on the trip yesterday that President Biden um, really saw what it what it's like on a day-to-day -day basis when the city or parts of the city are really overrun by uh, people who simply don't have homes and have come across the border uh, and are just camping out on the sidewalks and in front of storefronts. And so it was probably a bit sanitized in terms of the president's visit yesterday. And of course, the visit came uh, amid ongoing criticism, especially from Republicans, that it was uh, a little too little too late in terms of going to the border and really addressing the crisis as the Republicans mm -hmm. see it. Yeah. Greg, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, of course, I understand politically, but why not let the president yeah, to see I, the I chaos agree. that's at the border? Uh, otherwise, you just created theater. You've yeah. scrubbed something clean. I mean, if, if we're going to see the impact of what's happening there, let it be seen and tell, this tr tell the truth. Tell, let's have the story here. Yeah. In the words of Kevin McCarthy, the new speaker, it was a photo op for the president. And in some cases, it was. Obviously, from the White House perspective, the intent of the visit was to highlight what the president wanted to showcase as uh, uh, as hundreds of agents that are there and border um, customs officials that are doing their job under very difficult circumstances and are, are, are getting the job done. Although Republicans and, and others and obviously even members of uh, the local community, the mayor of El Paso, uh, certainly the governor of Texas, they have declared states of emergency in terms of uh, not having the resources to handle the influx of migrants. So it, it does beg the question that both of you are asking as to why is the president not seeing that on the trip? And, and part of that does have to do with 
of you know the photo op nature of the visit, but obviously this administration knows that um, it, it has been a broken system, and uh, he was obviously trying to put a, a, a good face on it as much as he could during that visit. So that's basically cleaning up your office before the boss shows up. What the heck? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is, and we probably all have done that uh, on one scale or another. Yeah, yes. I bet my boss is hoping right now, listening to this, that I might do that. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, good to hear from you, my friend. Safe travels, Greg. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, Two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can receive a six-piece set for only thirty-nine ninety-eight with promo code Word. Or go to mypillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. My pillow products come with a ten-year warranty and have their sixty-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. Late summer this year, you can join Alistair Begg on a fascinating Mediterranean cruise. We'll be visiting Syracuse on the island of Sicily. Perhaps no other city encapsulates the beauty of the Mediterranean than Syracuse. Ancient Greek ruins peeking over citrus orchards. The sparkling waters, an unforgettable sight to behold. Then return to the ship so that we can again look to the Bible and enjoy fellowship with one another as our journey continues. Join Alistair Begg for a -a once-in-a-lifetime Mediterranean cruise. Immerse yourself in the wonder of some of the world's most famous cathedrals, museums, and works of art. We'll be sailing on Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, the luxurious Viva. For details, log on to deeperfaithcruise.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to join. 855-565-5519. Inspiration Cruises and Tours is a trusted partner of Salem Media Group. The key to church revitalization comes not from the outside in, but from the inside out. Trinity School for Ministry presents Congregational Renewal Inside Out, January 19th and 20th. Featuring the Reverend Canon Mark Eldridge, this seminar will give you the passion, biblical principles, and proven practical strategies that will bring health and growth to any size congregation. Congregational Renewal, Inside Out, presented by Trinity School for Ministry, January 19th and 20th. Register at tsn.edu slash pastoral. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
We'll see partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 28. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow morning. Then times of clouds and sun for the afternoon. Expect a high tomorrow of 40. Cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 30. Some sunshine Wednesday, then it will turn cloudy. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 45. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. I was talking to a, a friend of mine who lives in another city, and uh, th- it's a, a guy that I've known for many, many years. And he said to me, you know, hey, I'm lonely. I work from home. Um, I'm not married. So I see very, very few people. He said, this is this is wild. He said, most of my uh, social outing comes at the grocery store. Huh. And I've been thinking about this because I saw an article uh, about – a Dutch supermarket chain called Jumbo. And uh, Jumbo, it's in the Netherlands. It's a chain with about 700 stores. And they've introduced something called a Klatkesa, which translates to chat checkout. It is a special lane for customers who are not in a rush and could use a little conversation with the cashier. Jumbo introduced these slow lanes back in the summer of 2019 as part of a wider initiative called One Against Loneliness. Um, 1.3 million people in the Netherlands are over 75. And of those 1.3 million people, more than 50% said, I'm lonely from time to time. And so this slow checkout, people not in a hurry, you're just going to hang out and slowly make your way through and have a little social glue. Isn't that cool? I, I like it, John. Yeah. Jumbo's also, uh, now they're making little chat corners where one portion of the store, you can have a, a cup of coffee as well. So they're acting, this grocery store chain, sort of a social scientist in a way, right? I think it's a great idea. And as I say that, I, I say it with full certainty that you nor I would ne- would never, ever do that. <laughs> No, I know. I, I usually I, I tend to do the self checkout. Right, exactly, because you want to get in and out as fast as possible. Right, I like the self checkout. I always kind of feel guilty using the self checkout, like I'm cheating somebody out of a job. Although right. I don't think it's necessarily true. I think it but might. I do be. feel guilty when you know I, I do take the express lane. Okay, so I, I have I never ever uh, do the self checkout because I think that I'm taking a job away from somebody and it never works. And they always have to call somebody over anyway. And that just annoys me. Um, However, uh, going against all of my uh, principles, I now (laughs) have started doing the, you know, scan as you go thing. Oh, that's very cool. I don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I do scan as you go. And here's why. Because I, I for years, have been so frustrated my whole life, really. With the idea of going to get groceries, you know, you get a cart, you take all the things off the shelf and you put it in your cart and then you take it out of your cart and you put it on the belt and then you take it off of the belt and you put it in a bag in your cart and then you take it out of the cart and put it in your car and then you have to bring it into your house and then you have to put it away. It's so stupid. It's a lot of We're moving around. everything so many times. If you do the scan and go, John, I pack my bags as I go along. Mm-hmm. So I have all my bags there. I scan the things and I pack them and then all I have to do is put it right in my car. Do people ever stop you? Like someone's like you think someone's, you know, you're ripping the store off? No, but when you go to check out, someone has to randomly scan things in your cart to see if you're Random. stolen. Mm-hmm. Wait, it's kind of like coming out of Costco. It's the same right? thing. 
when you show somebody your receipt. It's the same thing. Walk out the door. Yeah. Hey, anything to get you moving faster. But the idea of it kind of breaks your heart to think it about does all break the your heart. And that's why I feel there. like you and I are both saying what a good idea it is. And yet we're two of the main offenders that we're not going to stop and talk to anybody in a grocery store. Well, there'll be a day probably I'll I'll be happy to have that. That's all right now. Well, once you reach a certain age, maybe <laughs> when I'm at home with my little sore foot, you know, and I go, I should like to have a conversation with somebody. Yeah. Well, yeah. Where's my where's my wife? I do think it's a good idea. And maybe I might like myself better if I was if I had my act together in life enough where I would be able to stop and talk to people. How about what if you're like the seventh or eighth person in line in the slow lane? I mean, you might be there for a couple of hours. Yeah, I could I, mean, I could never do that. I get one of those little canes that makes turns into a little seat. You ever see those? <laughs> It just kind of well, you'll down, get that when you reach that down. same certain age. And then you could get stuck like, you know, you know where like the candy bars are? Yeah. You sort of sit there and eat like a couple of candy bars while you're waiting <laughs> and listening to the other person's conversation. Commenting like on can- that. Like a candy bar that you'd never try otherwise. Like you'd never buy it. No, but right. if you're sitting there looking at it, you're thinking, you know, I've never actually had a whatchamacallit. Right. One of those Reese's. What is that? Reese's Pieces. I've never had a chunky. What? Never. I've never had a chunky? Never. What the heck? Yeah. Really, I love a chunky. When I was a kid, I thought only rich people had chunkies. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Do they have raisins? Yeah, they do have raisins. And a big, <laughs> fat chunk of chocolate. Yeah. Anyway. All right, we're taking a quick break. We're talking about a rabbi's with us next, right? A rabbi. Straight ahead. Rhymes. Word FM. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. W-O-R-D. I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you each day to open the Word of God and ask for His input. I'm convinced the challenges we face in today's world are more spiritual than they are political or economic. Exploring God's Word together is refreshing. It equips us for everything that comes our way. Join me, and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 930, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 W-O-R-D. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch. To the customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan, double MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? Well, that's about to change thanks to a new initiative from Autism Speaks. Lee Container, the J. Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund and Delivering Jobs that seeks to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Lee Container is a family-owned business that has 
found success by staying true to the golden rule. Treat others as you would want to be treated. There are hundreds of thousands of people with autism and people with intellectual or developmental differences who are ready and willing to work in our communities. Our coalition is committed to hiring an inclusive workforce, providing training for hiring professionals, and providing guidelines for all employees. Together, we can create a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. Will you join us? We are inviting other businesses, institutions, and community leaders to join in. To learn more, please visit autismspeaks.org slash employment. About one in three women will have an abortion by age 45, and nearly half of abortions are among women 24 years old or younger. This is Dr. David Stevens of the Christian Medical Association. Deciding to have an abortion has got to be the most difficult decision a woman may ever make in her lifetime. But nothing can justify the intentional taking of innocent life. Talk with your doctor about life-saving options. Happy to welcome to the program Messianic Rabbi K.A. Schneider. He's the host of the Discovering the Jewish Jesus program, and we're happy to have him on the show for the first time. K.A., welcome in. God bless you, my friend. Thank you, Kathy. And is John with us, too? Yes, yes he is. Pleasure. Thank that you're here with us today okay, to talk my... to us about um, Messianic Prophecy Revealed. Uh, this is fascinating. Uh, we have the book, and uh, what really is amazing to me is that you talk about uh, the idea how New Testament writers took passages out of the Old Testament to prove that Jesus is indeed the Messiah. And, and you say it sounds simple, but it's very complex. It really is, because I think there's been so many statements that have been made from pulpits as if the times where the New Testament writers use an Old Testament prophecy and then they say, thus Jesus fulfilled it. It sounds like it was all predictive prophecy. Like we think, for example, of uh, Nostradamus. He predicted there'd be an earthquake, let's say, in such and such a year. And then you can measure it. Did it happen or didn't happen? But a lot, and then, and then uh, pastors follow the comment up sometimes by saying that there's over 300 prophecies in the New Testament, and Jesus fulfilled all 300 of them. And the wow. chance of that happening is astronomically impossible. In other words, that there's no way that someone numerically could fulfill 300 prophecies as if all 300 could be measurably uh, spoken of as if they could be scientifically measured in a way that they're fulfilled. Let me, let me give you an example. In the okay. book of Matthew, Matthew says that Joseph and Mary, they took Yeshua, Jesus, into Egypt when, when they were murdering the firstborn male children there because uh, they had heard that the Messiah had been born. The, the government had heard a Messiah was born. So threatened by that, they went to kill all the Hebrew male children. So an angel appeared to Joseph and said, take the child to Egypt. We all know the story. Joseph and Miriam take Jesus into Egypt. And after a while, the angel again comes to Joseph and says, okay, take him back now to Israel. So Matthew records the incident that Joseph and Mary took Jesus back to Israel. And then, and then Matthew says, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And then he quotes the scripture that he's referring to. It's from the book of Hosea, chapter 11. Out of Egypt did I call my son. So when you look at that scripture that Matthew says that uh, was fulfilled in J 
Joseph and Mary taking Jesus back to, to uh, Israel, when you look at that, at that scripture in the book of Hosea, is where it's taken from, you read it, and in the original context, it doesn't at all look like it's a prophecy at all. It doesn't look like you're anticipating that something is going to be happening in the future. What's actually happening in Hosea is that the Lord is recounting through Hosea Israel's past, out of Egypt that I call my son. So in the book of Hosea, where, where, where the scriptures originally used, it wasn't given and recorded as if there was something in the future that we should anticipate a fulfillment of. It was simply the Lord making a statement through Hosea that he called Israel out of Egypt, which had happened again before Hosea even wrote it down. And now here's Matthew saying that the scripture was fulfilled when Joseph and Mary brought Jesus back to, to Israel from the land of Egypt. Are you tracking with me so far? Yeah. So does that mean okay, okay. Th- does that mean K.A. then? Should I call you Kurt or K.A.? Oh, I like Rabbi. Rabbi. Rabbi, tell us then what it means that uh, were people misunderstanding what prophecy no, was? No. no, I just wanted to. So, so what was going on? Not at all. Absolutely not. What was happening was Matthew was filling Israel's history up with meaning by showing that in the life of Yeshua and the life of Jesus, his story paralleled and fulfilled Israel's story. So what Israel went through, Jesus went through. So a lot of the scriptures in the New Testament that are prophetic are not prophetic in the sense that Jesus fulfilled some measurable objective uh, reality that, that, that we can say, okay, it happened exactly like they said on this particular date. But rather, Jesus was living out Israel's past in his own life, therefore filling it up with meaning. So some prophecy, messianic prophecy, again, it's not predictive. It, it, it's, it's a fulfilling of Israel's past history in the person of Jesus by him repeating again their history in his own life. But a lot of messianic prophecy is predictive. So that's not to say that there aren't, there aren't specific measurable acts that Jesus fulfilled. For example, we read in the book of Micah, that out of Bethlehem, a ruler will be born from the days of eternity. This is, this is measurable, that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the city of David, and his goings forth are from eternity. You know, Yeshua said in, in the Gospel of John, before Abraham was born, I am. So that's a predictive prophecy. We can say, wow, that happened. He fulfilled it. And the scripture that speaks about where Messiah would be born from this, uh, this city, that's uh, too little for anyone to think anything good could come out of it. And now that's exactly where Yeshua was born. Fabulous. We're talking with Rabbi Kurt A. Schneider. His brand new work is called Messianic Prophecy Revealed. Rabbi, as a Messianic Jew and looking at the Bible, you are reading this differently than Kathy and I would read it, only because of your upbringing and your deeper knowledge of Jewish history and the Old Testament, yeah? Well, um, I appreciate the, the compliment. You know, what I do, anybody could do, they could study and, and find resources that are easy to understand and are helpful. So a lot of my knowledge, it, it doesn't come from necessarily being educated in the synagogue, because when I was educated in the synagogue, John Kathy, all they taught me how to do was to read Hebrew and memorize prayers in preparation for my bar mitzvah. So most of the the, uh, the knowledge base that I bring forth has just come through studying after I came to Jesus back in 1978. I see. So when you came to there, Jesus uh, in the late 70s, Rabbi, 
Uh, how was that? How was that news greeted by your family, by your Jewish community? Well, uh, terrible, terrible, Kathy. And if I could just for a moment here, when you would ask, do I prefer Kurt or Kay Adik, if I could just comment on that, because I know that could be taken taken wrong. But early on in my ministry, the Lord spoke to me. He said, the office I put you in is sanctified, and respect for it needs to be cultivated. It was it was when I was pastoring a Messianic congregation, there was just a lot of craziness going on. So the reason I go by rabbi is because I feel like the Lord told me to walk in that office. I was just going by my first name at the time, and I actually resisted it. But I felt like the Lord was saying, no, you need to stand in a set-apart place so that people can receive the word from your life the way I want it to so that they can really be helped by it. So that's why, that's why, that's why I prefer rabbi. Uh, so, okay. so, Kathy, your, your question again, my, my family, how did they react? Um, it's hurt very, very, very painful to this day. Uh, I have a book that details my, my journey. It's called Called to Breakthrough. It's available on Amazon or through Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Um, they hired the most famous deprogrammer in the country to kidnap me. Uh, they actually abducted me. I was living in Cleveland, Ohio, and this is going back 40 years ago now. His name is Ted Patrick. He was actually eventually arrested for kidnapping uh, kids because parents were hiring him when they thought their kids were in cults. So um, he had deprogrammed his kid from a cult, so he uh, decided he was going to go into that as a living. Uh, but, yeah, so that was a pretty, um, you know, intense situation. They, they, my parents uh, kind of set me up for the whole thing. They told me we were going to talk to somebody about buying a restaurant. And when we got to the hotel, we walked in the hotel room. I thought we were going to talk to somebody about a restaurant that we were going to purchase. And instead, the door closes behind me. And the head deprogrammer looks at me and says, we're going to talk about cults. And then he had two bodyguards there so that I was unable to leave on my own. It's a long story, but um, lots of pain, Kathy, lots of pain. Mm. Wow. Mm. Well, Rabbi, we are grateful for your ministry, for your radio program, for the work that you continue to do to engage and equip believers in Jesus Christ. Uh, all that pain uh, is for naught because uh, Christ is on the throne in heaven and you will be with him someday. Amen, brother. Yep, yep. Amen. Rabbi Kurt Schneider, his brand new work, Messianic Prophecy Revealed. Rabbi, thank you so much for being with us. God bless you, my friends, and thank you for hosting me today. Our pleasure. Truly it is. We'll take a quick break. Come back. This is Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM, 101.5, Word FM, W-O-R-D. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-419-2387. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. 
That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. Good Housekeeping just released its list of 65 New Year's resolutions to make you a better and happier you. They're good things, but no surprise. Not one of them includes worship. Why not resolve to get to know the Creator, the one who knows you inside and out? This is Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown. Join us Sundays at 1045. This year, resolve to come back to church. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. furniture <laughs> all right welcome back to the ride home happy to have you mm-hmm. along with us on the monday uh non-playoff edition of the ride home as we're all coming to terms with that um john i have a this day in history for you okay this day something important happened today in history i mean i think it's pretty important actually really? okay uh and this day in history apple ceo uh, Steve Jobs stood before a group of people at Macworld and announced the first original iPhone. That's so cool. Uh, That's now, super my, exciting. Yes, yeah, so that was January 9th um, of a particular year, and I'm wondering if you can tell me which year that was. This is one of those weird things because it feels like, you know, your phone – has been around forever. forever, forever. It seems like that was 1987 that he announced that. Yep. However, you know, there are times whenever, like, when I'll do something on my phone, and and I'll think back, like, I remember before there was the internet, and someone said, this thing is coming, you know, and you should, and then when it first came, like, I had, like, you know, <laughs> a bulletin board or AOL or something mm-hmm, like that. Right. And I used to think, when's it coming? Uh, it, it's, you know, that thing that they promised me, it should be. So the, the introduction of the iPhone in some way was sort of like the demarcation for me of like, it's not only coming, it's here. Because what you saw that day at that press conference, uh, it just was mind-blowing. It really was. I don't think you can appreciate it enough unless, you know, you were old enough to be there and remember what it used to be like, like with your flip phone. And then all of a sudden you had a computer in your pocket. So I'm sorry. Uh, you're asking me what year? I am. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Got off on a little tangent. No, no, but I, I like that speech. I was going down memory having. lane. Remember <laughs> when? Um, I would say um, I've had this phone. Uh, I would say two, 2008. 
Wow, that's so good. It was 2007. Oh, not bad. Okay, not bad. That's very, very good, John. Very, Very, very good. So just last night, my husband and I were sitting around talking with our daughter and her boyfriend who were visiting town, uh, and they are both 20 years old. And they said that they felt like they were the last, this is interesting, they called it like the last happy generation, Mm. which was the fact Mm. that they didn't have iPhones until they were 15. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so they know that, really, they're aware of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're like they had like what they are calling a normal childhood. So you got your your child, you gave her a phone at 15. Yes. And they um, both said, yeah, we remember being little kids and having like our parents saying go play outside. Of course. And of course right. they feel like, you know, kids that grew up after them didn't have that same experience. Right. Or, I remember um, or 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 they didn't have their parents sit them down in front of an iPad. Right. And here's how this works, right? I mean, I remember when our kids got, like, we as a family, we got our first Wii. And, you know, like the Wii? Yeah, Wii. sure, I oh, remember that. Oh, we were, like, out of our minds. We could not believe we were doing this, with that we had a Wii. Our kids were little then. We played that thing <laughs> till our wrists hurt. Oh, mm-hmm. I can play some more. Um, right. You know, anyway, yeah. So my iPhone, I don't care what you say about it. I love it, I, really. I, you know, If I don't have it, I feel naked. Where's my well, iPhone? Where's my it has all the it has the, all the potential in the world for good or bad. That's yes, what it, it is. It does, yeah. All right. I also have two celebrity birthdays. I run around past you while you're guessing years, John. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start here. I've got two people. I'm going to start with Kate Middleton. Kate Middleton. She mm-hmm. uh, next in line to be the queen. Boy, that's a mess. Are you paying any attention to that stuff at all? Listen, I, I couldn't. Less. I couldn't care one no. iota about oh. the Harry Meghan thing. Every no. time I see something about it, it makes me angry. Blowing like, up. Just yeah. go away. Yeah, he's on uh, Colbert tonight. Oh, great! What the, what a hot mess that must Good be. Good grief! Okay, wait. So Kate Middleton, uh, uh, next in line to be the queen, not the queen consort, but the queen. Right. She's. Uh, uh, she is. Hmm. Maybe maybe you're bringing this up. Uh, is she 40 today? 40 years she's, old. She's 41 today. Oh, very nice. 41. Happy birthday, Kate. Very it's nice. A very guest. nice life she's about to enter into. Or, or a very horrible life, depending mm-hmm. on who you're believing. Can't be that bad. I also want to bring up Academy Award winner J.K. Simmons, who celebrates oh, a birthday today. J.K. Simmons. I think most people know J.K. Simmons through his insurance commercials. Right. We are farmers. My wife was in a show with J.K. Simmons back in the day. Is that course, right? Yeah, so every time he comes on, and I mean every time, my, my lovely wife will go, you know, I did a show with him. <laughs> I love I it. I know. Okay, what do, you, what do you know J.K. Simmons from, other than the commercials? I don't, I don't know. Oh, he's done a host of things. Uh, yeah, but does, does does a particular role come to mind? Like, no, what about he won farmers. the... No, okay, other. <laughs> what about <laughs> the role he won the Academy Award for, where he was the drummer, he was the jazz teacher? Oh, yeah, that's a great movie. I see. I never saw it. Oh, that's you haven't seen that. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, please check that out. What's that thing called? It's disturbing. It was very no, disturbing. No, 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 no. That's excellent film. Okay. Uh, how old is he today? Well, I'm asking you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he is. You know, we play this game. Uh, he's sixty. He's sixty-seven. He's sixty-eight. Hey, not bad. Very, very okay. good. Now, I I think of him from The Closer. Oh, I don't know that. Oh, boy, was he excellent in that yeah. show. He was outstanding. I really Excellent. like him a lot. JK. Very nice. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll take a quick break. When we do, I guarantee you I'll be checking my iPhone. <laughs>
<laughs> Me too. <laughs> For more celebrity information, take a, a quick break. Come back. David French will join us during the 5 o'clock hour. We're going to talk about uh, the events and the Speaker of the House. That's straight ahead. The Ride Home, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey remember you have a choice in health care with SRN News I'm John Scott President Biden in Mexico for a summit of North American leaders the president meeting with the leaders of America's two closest neighbors Canada and Mexico topics on the summit agenda include immigration, security, trade, and illegal drug trafficking. Elon Musk doesn't think he can get a fair trial in San Francisco. Bob Agnew with that report. Musk is asking a federal judge to shift a shareholder lawsuit trial to Texas. In a filing submitted late Friday, Musk's attorneys argue that negative local media coverage has biased potential jurors against him. They say news stories have personally blamed Musk for recent Bay Area layoffs at Twitter. Musk relocated his electric car company, Tesla, to Austin in late 2021. If a move is not possible, Musk's lawyers argue the trial be postponed until negative publicity around his purchase of Twitter has died down. Bob Agner reporting. This is SRN News. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Cross International is going to be asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners. It is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. More information is coming soon, but in the meantime, if you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling one 866-806-2977. That's 1-866-806-2977. Or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest. More hate. We agree. That's why we're different. Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime on any screen, free, 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. 
This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. We'll see partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 28. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow morning. Then times of clouds and sun for the afternoon. Expect a high tomorrow of 40. Cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 30. Some sunshine Wednesday. Then it will turn cloudy. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 45. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today, Monday. Listen, uh, it's uh, 5.04. The sky is uh, actually very bright, right? Mid-January, we're moving towards lots of sunshine whenever it's out, finally. Thank goodness. It can, only bode good, it can only bode good things for us, John. Without a doubt, yeah. I mean, I'm so. doing the best I can. I'm very disappointed about the Steelers not being in the playoffs, to be honest. Yeah. It's okay. This too shall pass, right? I know it'll pass, but yeah. Yeah. if it wasn't for the stupid Jets, yeah. no, of course, we we'd probably... We'd probably, I know we had a lot of opportunities earlier in the year, but Mm -hmm. let me just say that things looked good at the very end and we would have probably ended up playing the Bills anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So such is life. Okay. uh, You see the uh, Prophet Muhammad is in the news again um, today. Yes, I did read that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is dicey, isn't it? I don't understand it. I mean, you know, it's clearly a, a, a Muslim issue. But uh, we are made to reckon with it here in the West, are we not? Yeah, so this is the story of a lecturer at a university who, um, as part of her class, gave much advanced warning um, and many opportunities for not viewing, leaving a particular class, not coming to a particular class, um, that she, when she was particularly going to show this piece of artwork and bring it up for discussion. Right. Her name is, uh, the professor's name is Erica Lopez Prater. She uh, was an adjunct professor at Hamline University. Uh, She said that uh, she knew many Muslims have deeply held religious beliefs that prohibit the depiction of Muhammad. So last semester for a global art history class, uh, she took many precautions before showing a 14th century painting of the Islamic founder. Now, it's an art class. So in the syllabus, she warned that the images of holy figures, including the Prophet Muhammad and the Buddha, would be shown in the course. My guess is there were images of Jesus shown as well. She said that uh, she asked students to contact her with any concerns, and she said that no one did. The day before the class, she reached out and said, this is what's going to happen in our next class. And then while the class was getting underway, the actual class, she said, I'm about to show you an image of Mohammed. No one objected. When the class was over, one of the students in the class 
went to the administration and complained, and then other other Muslim students at the college complained as well. The administration had a hearing, and the professor was quickly shown the door out. Okay, what kind of hearing could they possibly have had? Here's the deal. You know this. Uh, people are freaked out. Anytime something like this happens, administrations or whatever, you know, corporate, whatever, they get scared and they just go into the folding mode. So instead mm-hmm. of trying to stand up and say, this is what we did, we thought this was fair, we gave warning, we thought this was right, they'll just get to avoid a firestorm, storm, they create a firestorm. So this is exactly what's happened here. We're going to talk about it, of course. National media is talking about it. And we're back in the same sort of, oh, the Prophet Muhammad. Sorry, we shouldn't look at the Prophet Muhammad. So to uh, make some temporary peace, you give in to the extremists. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Without a doubt. Well, that's where we are, you know, in this country, right? Right. But if you're upset, we better quickly uh, apologize uh, even though it wasn't some sort of a hurtful intent here. This, there was no hurtful intent. It's an art history class. No one was, heck, I mean, you know, we talk about that. People put cru- crucifixes of Jesus in urine as, right. a, as an art exhibition. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? Right. So, you know, as believers in Christ, we're subject to, because that's just the lay of the land. Now people get upset just by viewing an image of Muhammad. So that is a, a, you know, I can't comment on the Islamic understanding of that and what the reaction to that would be. The only thing I can comment on is the fact that I think that this professor gave more than what you mentioned, probably four or five different times that she said this is what's going to happen. So she gave more than what I think is is practical uh, warning before showing something like that gave students multiple opportunities to say, Hey, I'm going to sit this one out. So to me, that's just a student who's looking to make a big deal about something waited for his or her moment and then struck now. So if that's the way the student's going to be, that's fine. My re my real ire goes out to the university for being so incredibly spineless that they could you know, read about this story, talk to a student like that, look at the syllabus and actually decide that the woman deserves to lose her job. Yep. The painting shown in Dr. Prater's class is one of the earliest uh, Islamic illustrated histories of the world. Uh, The book is called A Compendium of Chronicles, written during the 14th century. Now, this image has been shown regularly in art history classes. The painting shows a winged and crowned angel Gabriel pointing at the prophet Muhammad and delivering to him the first Quraic revelation. Muslims believe that the Quran comprises the words of Allah revealed to the prophet Muhammad through the angel Gabriel. That is the scene. This is sort of like, you know, the beginning of Islam. Sure. Mm-hmm. The images quote, a masterpiece of Persian manuscript painting, end quote, said Christine Gruber, a professor of Islamic art at the University of Michigan. It is housed at the University of Edinburgh. Similar paintings have been on display in places like the Metropolitan Museum of Art. A sculpture of the Prophet is at the Supreme Court. Dr. Gruber said the showing Islamic art and depictions of the Prophet Muhammad have become more common in academia because of a push to decolonize the canon, that is, expand curriculum beyond a Western model. Okay. Well, that comes with a certain price you're paying, right? Right. This too shall pass as well. I, I mean, mean it's just it's it's an it's an incredibly 
non-academic, anti-intellectual approach that the school is taking. Right. I mean, good grief. It's just you you bow to the loudest faction. I mean, that's what people do when a third grader is throwing a tantrum, not when some 20-year-old is bringing up a baseless statement. Well, you know the world we you live in You defend your teacher. No if one wants to be offended. Your t- you defend your teacher if the teacher has, has gone through due process, which certainly from what I'm reading, she has. I, I can guarantee you. I can't you believe she lost up. her job. Well, she was an adjunct professor, and you know what that's like. Yeah, I know. An adjunct professor, they're making like 25 bucks a class, right, right, with no benefits whatsoever still. It's a terrible precedent to follow. I have to believe that the more people talk about this story, that there there will be, I don't don't know, maybe there'll be a lawsuit, but I'd certainly hope that her job would be reinstated. We'll keep our eye on this story. We'll take a quick break and come back. When we do come back, David French will join us. He's going to talk about what happened over the weekend uh, in the um, United States Capitol, uh, the brouhaha over Kevin McCarthy and the Speaker of the House. Stick around. Pittsburgh Christian Talk. It's Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Plan now to join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clipper. It's our Valentine dinner cruise, Friday, February 10th. A special night out for sweethearts, couples, and friends. Enjoy a delicious dinner buffet in the romantic warmth of the Gateway Clippers Empress as you take in spectacular views of the city skyline. Boarding time is 6 p.m. And now through January 10th, get 10% off your ticket price. Book now at wordfm.com. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of Trust Link Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years, and I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs, so how to develop the preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly care for God's people, and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business, too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at salemsurround.com, and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. Salemsurround.com. 9,997. No, no. Suppose no. Thomas Edison had given 9, up. 9,998. Ah. Uh. 
But his failures only led him to the next idea. 9999 Picture Times Square, dim, Las Vegas, dark, your home, black. Picture no electric light. 10,000. Come on, come on. <laughs> Optimism. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. It's hard to overestimate the craziness that happened in the United States Capitol over the weekend. How do you make sense of what we just saw? David French is with us from the dispatch. He's also an attorney concentrating his practice in constitutional law and a new gig as well, which we'll talk about as the uh, event goes on. But David, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, what a wild weekend it was. (laughs) It was, it was crazy. I was uh, traveling across the country to, uh, uh, to leave my son at UC Santa Cruz, go banana slugs uh, for <laughs> a, a, new, a new semester and doing the best I could to keep up. And, you know, by the time I got there, it was, you know, I, I got a text message from a friend uh, that was all caps, one word, unreal. And that was when Mike Rogers was pulled away from Matt mm, Gates, which right. was just a a crazy scene, just a crazy scene. And yeah, it was, you know, the 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 interesting thing about it is most of the time I was watching it and I was feeling like this is just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Um but then it there were times when, you know, I heard from some of the dissenters some arguments that made sense about sure how the house should function better. And you know, at the end of the day, I there's a lot I disagree with about with Chip Roy. Uh, I disagree with him on a lot of things, but he had a lot of valid criticisms to make about how the house does business. Just getting from A to B on opening up the house a bit was just an unbelievable mess. And it's always going to be a mess when you're marrying a cause with people like Matt Gates or Lauren Bobert, who are much more performance artists than they are mm-hmm. legislators. And so mm-hmm. It was the whole thing was a kind of symbolic of our times where you want to have a real substantive, meaningful debate over real problems that exist within the House of Representatives. And there are many, but then it's sort of filtered through this WWE style mm-hmm. circus right. that you're saying is just not fitting the world's most powerful country and the arsenal of democracy and the, you know, uh, the world's foremost constitutional republic you know you just it's just not it's 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 sad to see that serious conversations are buried within histrionics so the republican party clearly in crisis i mean is that is that the most minimalist statement you've heard today (laughs) yeah you know this is a party that really lost or i think the best way to say it would be they blew a series of unblowable elections. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had a president with a 40-ish percent approval rating in a midterm at a time of the highest inflation in more than a generation, with crime higher than it had been, with a border that, quite frankly, is out of control. And in every other historical circumstance, you're going to have an epic midterm mm-hmm. setback if you're the party in power. Heck, in 2018, the Republicans had a huge midterm setback with the economy in a much better place and the border in a better place. And, and so you would say, well, in 2022, 
And if you look at history, every president who's had approval rating that low has gotten shellacked, just shellacked. And the Democrats barely lost the House, which is one of the reasons why we had such a circus is that the Republican majority is so small that they have to rely on a Matt Gates and a Lauren Boebert to govern. And then they lost ground in the Senate, um, which is pretty remarkable. So the Republicans, I think, are – the smart Republicans are sobered by what they just encountered. The not smart Republicans are doubling down on the exact same things that got them in this predicament. And so that's where you have sort of this division is sober-minded, serious people are saying, look, it's not working. This is not working. And then those people who've really driven the GOP off the cliff are not reflecting on their role in this at all. <laughs> they're they're saying, no, we just need to be more like this. We need to be mm-hmm. more Matt more, more Matt Gates or more Donald Trump or more in that in that uh, mold. But uh, I I think that the larger Republican public is not buying it, um, and so. You know, look, if you look at a situation in the midterms where in every single swing state statewide election, the election denying Republican lost every single one, whether it's Georgia, Arizona, you name it, Pennsylvania, you name it, all of them lost. At some point, you have to say to sort of that pop culture infotainment wing of the GOP, people aren't buying it. People aren't buying it. And instead of saying, Instead of changing course, a lot of them are saying, no, we just haven't tried it hard enough. Right. We're going to double down. So, David, the serious-minded people and then the clown show, there's a collision here. This is cataclysmic. Um, Will this be such a cataclysmic change that it could be disruptive in politics for the next few years? You know, it it could be. It could be. And and the thing that's frustrating is there there are things that the Republican Party needs to be – really taking a look at and and acting as a check on the Democrats. For example, uh, Representative Gallagher and the China um, Mm -hmm. committee, select committee that he's forming. This is incredibly important that we get our strategy with China right. Mm -hmm. And that has to be bipartisan. You can't delegate that to just one party. And much the way that the Cold War was waged by Republicans and Democrats, often with some different approaches, but there was a bipartisan effort to wage the Cold War against the Soviet Union. We need bipartisan buy-in on responding to China. We need bipartisan buy-in on responding to Russia. We need to investigate what happened in Afghanistan. That was a disaster. So there are things that serious Republicans need to be looking at. Instead, we're going to get a, you know, in addition to that, we're going to get a lot of nonsense about Hunter Biden's laptop, which is a complete distraction from governing this country in a really difficult moment. So, yeah, there's going to be continued conflict and and what what's difficult right now, just from a purely political perspective, no one faction can ride off in the sunset without the other one. The the you know the Gallagher wing or the SAS wing, and you know SAS is now heading down to University of Florida, but sort of that wing of the party is going to have a hard time winning any kind of national election or winning any big statewide election in swing states without. That really populist wing and the populist wing has now learned that it cannot win an election in these big swing states without the, um, you know, without the establishment and the sort of 
more serious part of the Republican Party. And it's a it's a real dilemma for both wings of the party and and both, um, you know, in, in both sides of this big divide on the right. David French is with us, senior editor at The Dispatch, brand new uh, columnist at The New York Times. David, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, but I want to talk about Kevin McCarthy, because all I keep thinking is, is this really winning? <laughs> I mean, from his perspective, he would say, well, I'm speaker. At the end of the day, I'm speaker. Of course, the problem is, is he is speaker in large part because he's received the support of some of the people on the party who've been driving the party off the cliff. And he owes his speakership to some of the worst voices in the party. You know, it was quite telling at the very end where you had a picture of him, you know, right with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mm-hmm. And as you know, and and the sad reality is, Kevin McCarthy probably isn't speaker without Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, which is a dangerous wow. thing for the United States of America. She's, I, I wouldn't say she's not a serious person. I would say the way in which she is serious is dangerous. Right. Mm. Um, and and so you know when you have a speaker who is beholden to figures like that, that's not good for this country. The House of Representatives has always had fringe figures in it. You know, anytime mm-hmm, it's the sure. people's house, it's mm-hmm. it's you know hundreds of representatives coming from really often coming from super red or super blue districts. It always has some radicals. It always has some cranks. It always has these bomb throwing backbenchers. Mm-hmm. But what it doesn't always have is major political figures dependent. On the radicals in the way that Kevin McCarthy is dependent on Republican radicals. Right. And that's going to mean a lot when it comes to um, things like the debt ceiling and, and debates over funding Ukraine and its war against Russia. It's going to really matter. And, and he's in a box. You know, if he, if he throws away some of the Hastert rule, the Hastert rule is this rule that a speaker won't bring a measure to the House floor unless it has the support of the majority of his caucus. In other words, you have to have a majority of Republicans support something before he'll bring it up for a vote. If And if he says, I'm going to throw away the Hastert rule, well, under these compromise, he could immediately face a vote to lose his access to be, you know, lose the, the gavel and not be speaker anymore. And and this could lead to some really dangerous brinkmanship in the coming months and uh, again this we have serious matters what's happening in ukraine is world historic in its significance if right. if the current congress doesn't fund ukraine or if the current congress shortfalls us defense that could have world historic ramifications and he's beholden to some of these some of the worst figures on the right when it comes to these very issues right so legislation by Twitter or Facebook, only yeah. by the popular control. So uh, it, I, I get what you're saying here, uh, 100%, David, and it is dangerous. It feels as though the, the the roof could cave in at any any moment. But is there any silver lining? Yeah. Uh, certainly not in the near future, but perhaps down the road, where uh, where groups like the Freedom Caucus or other groups like that would influence or seize control in some way. Oh, there are silver linings, and I was recording my own podcast earlier this this uh, earlier today. And one of the things I said is, I've had my disagreements with Chip Roy, but he had some real meaningful ideas for reforming the House. The House is not what it once was, in, as as far as 
the ability of members to vote on amendments, the ability of the House to function as a real legislative body has been diminished over the last several years. And so a number of Chip Roy's reforms, I think, are good reforms. So there's your silver lining. And it's interesting. Roy used Matt Gates to undermine Matt Gatesism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what is Matt Gatesism? That's per politics as performance. Mm -hmm. What did Chip Roy want? He wanted some reforms to the House that would restore the House as a lawmaking body. And so I think that, you know, he was quite shrewd in the way in which he kind of used this crisis. So there are some silver linings there if with the giant if, if that, if members of the House are wise enough to utilize the measures that have opened up the House a bit more. But, you know, we'll see. We're going to have big, big votes coming up. And, you know, the proof will be in the pudding, at least in the short term. All right. David French is with us from the dispatch. And uh, David, before you join, before you leave us, uh, talk about your move forward to the New York Times. This was uh, yeah. a, a exciting news. Uh, if you follow along, of course, our listeners and you read the New York Times, it is not a, a bastion of conservative news. Uh, it is as uh, far left as left. <laughs> but your presence there, David, gives people hope and kudos for the Times to have you in there to uh, write commentaries a couple of times a week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. it it's uh you know, I'm honored and, and by it and grateful for the opportunity. But, yeah, I'll be joining The Times at the end of the month as a columnist. I'm going to I'll be writing twice a week for The Times. Uh, I'm going to be um, moving over to the co-host chair of the Advisory Opinions podcast that I okay. have at the Dispatch. And Sarah is going to my colleague, Sarah Isgunner, is going to be the host uh, of the podcast. But I'm going to keep podcasting on legal matters. But my work is going over to The Times and it's a. Uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity, and and they they reached out to me. It was it was really surprising, uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to to writing there and to sort of in bringing a uh, bringing you know my voice there in in uh, you know in writing the things that I've written before and. Uh, you know, bringing it to a new audience. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Excellent. Well, David, Listen, you know, you, we, yeah, we think it's really exciting. We do, because you write about, of course, politics and current events, but you also write about mm -hmm. faith. So to have that amplified yeah. in the New York Times readership, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And they're, oh, they're, that's what, you know, they brought me on for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's to write on these things and to offer the perspective I've offered. And, and so I, yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm honored by it. I'm grateful for it. It's, it's, uh, it's really uh, surprising and and great opportunity. Fabulous. Well, yeah. So David. yeah, our good friend Tish Harrison Warren also writing there. Esam yes. McCauley writing there. It seems yes. like there's a time of openness, maybe detente. I don't know what it is. The New York Times, but we're happy you're part we're of. We're just it. smart business. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Our pleasure. Uh, David French, uh, New York Times in the dispatch as well. It's a it's a, a daily roundup and uh, insight as to what we get with the news around the world uh, in the nation as well. David French. Thank Good you to see you, David. Thank you. Good to see you all. Do you remember your college years? A lot of great things can happen. And if you were so inclined, a lot of not so great things can happen. Well, the Grove City College, they know this, that you were made with a purpose because your college years are pivotal and the time to discover and cultivate your God-given calling, it's there. And you know, and so do we, that God made you in his image with a purpose for your life. And at Grove City College, 
you'll find an unwavering commitment to your freedom of conscience, empowering you to know the truth of who God is and his purpose for your life. I got to be honest, college was a hard time for me. I mean, it was really challenging academically. It was also really challenging socially. And so to kind of have a solid perspective that's given to you by the faculty that there's a purpose for this, that God has a purpose, not just for what you're learning in the classroom, but with your roommate or with your boy or girlfriend or whoever, it, it, what you're going through, the changes with your siblings or your parents, that there's a purpose for that. Yes. I don't know. I feel like that could change everything for someone who's of a college age. Without a doubt. In your academics, your social life, in all things, you were made with a purpose. If you're looking, your child looking for the next four years, we suggest you look at Grove City College online at gcc.edu. The power of purpose, Grove City College. My grandma is one of my heroes. And one thing we did together was Bob Barker and the price is right. Grandma knew the cost of everything. But here's how I think she would do today. Grandma, name the price of these hot dogs and win a brand new car. Ah, uh, those are definitely two forty nine. Ah, oh, so sorry. These hot dogs are now four monthly payments of nineteen ninety nine. Too bad. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and the cost of everything is crazy. And the holidays only make things harder. But there still is one big positive, and that's the skyrocketing home values of the last few years. For many, today is a once in a lifetime opportunity to cash out some of the new money their home earned to help with the crazy. And the strategy is take advantage of the cash out today and refinance tomorrow when rates settle back down. They've already dropped an ounce as of late. If you're curious about your options, we are United, United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And a listener 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now, deeperfaithcruise.com. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 28. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow morning. Then times of clouds and sun for the afternoon. Expect a high tomorrow of 40. Cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 30. Some sunshine Wednesday, then it will turn cloudy. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 45. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Pharaoh. You know what Pharaoh is, John? F-A-R-R-O. No. Have you ever had that in a recipe, been to a restaurant, made it home yourself? No. no. Pharaoh. It's a term for three species of hulled wheat. Spelt, emmer, and einkorn. And I want you to know that I tried to make it this weekend. Wait, wait. What is it? Mm-hmm. Is it like a dip? No, it's 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 wheat. It's hulled wheat. It's a combination of spelt, 
emmer and einkorn. Like cream of wheat? No. Oatmeal? No. No, it's, to be honest with you, it's it's the consistency of... Um, Yogurt? Like if you were chewing carpet padding. Why would you make that? Well, because I, I, I wasn't sure that I had had it before. And I thought, well, I should try that. I would and as soon as I tasted it, I was like, oh, I remember having this. Mm, and yeah, it's really. awful. Yeah, I John, remember making carpet. You pie. know, I well, because I, I had it at a restaurant before. It was part of a salad mm-hmm. and it was terrible. It takes whatever you like around it and soaks it up so that you can't enjoy anything. Is this uh, I may have had I may have had this like in Senegal or Ethiopia. Yes, I bet you did. Uh-huh. It, yeah, it's yeah. I, yeah. It's kind of like um, thin, uh, sad cornbread. Yeah, it's kind. Of, yeah, and a little bit like like uh, if bulgur wheat was angry with yeah. you. Yeah, but you use it as an utensil, basically. At least uh, this this is used to sop up other things. Exactly. Yeah, that's okay. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it makes it sense ma- to me. Yeah, of course. As a delivery it, vehicle for something delicious, of course. It's one of the worst things I've ever tasted. Fair. Enough. It does. It doesn't make sense in any way. All right, does this make sense? Um, shopping carts with anti-lock brakes. Have you had this what? experience? No. Yeah, I was on Penn Avenue's um, Trader Joe's the other day. It was crowded, so I had to park like a little further away. And I'm walking out of the store with my shopping cart. I've got, you know, accoutrements in there. La, 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 la. All of a sudden, I reach a certain point, and the thing goes like this. And it, like, stops me. Stops me dead in the track. I'm like... Is there, are the wheels broken? No, it's an anti-theft device on the shopping cart. <gasps> Once you go a certain point, because people are stealing these things probably, it just stops you. I had to take everything out of the cart and carry it to what? my car. Yeah. So, like, you sense. crashed bodily into your own cart. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they, they don't want people to steal their carts. I get well, it, but it didn't make well, any that sense. Make, well, that makes all the sense in the world, John. You should have paid attention to where you were. Farrell would have been better. 101.5 WORD. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith. A time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way. To protect your retirement, I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. 
That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors. And right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. During the pandemic, they closed our churches down. Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope. See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yesterday, early afternoon, I was driving uh, on Forbes Avenue. I was right at the uh, Carnegie Museum when I noticed a, a demonstration taking place. And uh, there was a, a fairly large crowd of 100 plus people or so, maybe 200 people or so, uh, chanting and holding up uh, signs about Iran. Now, truly, literally, I was just driving by and slowed down enough to see what was going on, but it did pique my interest. Now, I do know this. If you follow international news at all, you have to know about the brutality that's happening in Iran, continuing on decades and decades. It's come to a head here recently. And here to talk to us about that is Miriam Saeed, and she was one of the organizers of yesterday's protest. Miriam, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Miriam, let me start off by saying how sorry we are for all the things that we have been reading about in your home country. I mean, even just this weekend, the hanging of two men, a 22-year-old and a 39-year-old. Um, first off, talk about your journey, how you ended up in America, what your position is at CMU. Uh, I came here as a PhD student uh, back in 2006. And I did my PhD in Minnesota, and uh, now I have I'm an assistant professor in economics at Pepper School of Business at CMU. Fabulous. I've been living in uh, Pittsburgh since 2016. Excellent. So Pittsburgh is home, but of course you still have family in Iran. Talk to us about. Uh, uh, Iran and what you see happening and what you hope to achieve by speaking out? So, uh, I guess the so one big thing is that these brutalities of the regime has been going on for decades. Um, for the past 44 years, it's not a recent development. Uh, it has been going on in different forms uh, uh, from the very first time that they came into power. But uh, I guess at the more recent years, given the cell phones and social media, everyone is getting to know what they're doing more and more often. 
And throughout the years, Iranians have tried to reform this government, tried to have reformist presidents, tried to make the government to become more moderate. But what we have seen in the past decade or so is that they just have become uh, worse and worse over time. And uh, it seems that people from Iran uh, have just one thing that they want. They want the regime change, and they want an end to this government. Uh, and uh, there are not that many people that hope that any kind of reform can be happen uh, to this government. Right. Mariam Sadie is with us. She's an assistant professor of economics in the Tapper School of Business at uh, Carnegie Mellon University. And um, Dr. Sadie, as we think about Iran, uh, of course, our minds go back to mid-September, the death of Masa Amini, only 22 years old, in custody. Uh, when you heard about that, did you think this is going, that this could be um, what really sparks the final outrage? Uh, no, to be honest, uh, I didn't think that this would be the one that will uh, result in persistent uh, uprising, uh, just as they have been doing different things, uh, different groups. It's not the first thing they have done. Um, for example, actually, the, the uh, demonstration that we had on Sunday was in the three-year anniversary of the downing of the flight PS752, which is which was an mm-hmm. Ukrainian passenger flight that was flying from Tehran to uh, Kiev, and um, they shut it down after three minutes after it was uh, just left the airport. And we don't really know what was behind this uh, brutality. What what why they actually did that? Uh, we just know that they did that, and they did that uh, on purpose. An interesting fact that I think it sort of proves that they uh, chose this uh, flight is that there was no American on this flight. I'm an Iranian-American, and I used to go to Iran uh, uh, regularly. It's hard to find a flight that doesn't have any Americans on it, like the flights that are leaving Iran. And so I'm sure that they uh, chose the flight by purpose. So they have done a lot of these different kind of brutalities over time. And there has been, uh, a lot of times there has been uh, sparks of protest. Uh, but this time, uh, for some reason, it, it was a time that a lot of people uh, told to themselves that enough is enough. And... Uh, this government must go, and uh, it was. Uh, and the most, uh, the most important slogan of this movement is "woman, life, freedom." And I think this is uh, something that has resonated with a lot of people. That if we don't respect women's life, uh, women's rights, we cannot have a, a good life for anyone, uh, not just yes. for women, for anyone. And we would, uh, we all need freedom to have, uh, to be successful, to have a good life. And this has, I think, uh, sort of is, is 
so she made this to continue and I have been amazed that it's uh, it keeps continuing and I think that this movement is going to be changing the government maybe not next month but uh, maybe it takes a couple of four years but I'm uh, very confident in the future of this movement uh, mm-hmm. um, and I'm hoping to see uh, this change in government happening sooner rather than later because uh, as uh, as, uh, the longer it takes, it will be more uh, people who will lose their lives in this uh, path. Well, Dr. Saeed, I'm very encouraged to hear you say that because I can't imagine the frustration that's probably minimal that people must feel in Iran being essentially held hostage by this brutality and thinking there's no way out, that the eternity of their lives forward, the next decades, all is for naught, and people's lives are just squandered. Um, it, we had a guest on a show uh, over the uh, many years, uh, Manda Zan Irvin, who was um, mm-hmm. higher up in Iranian government in the 70s with the Shah of Iran, with the Shah. Yeah. And uh, she would talk about a, a very progressive, uh, a very modern society where women were able to lead. But that's certainly not the case now. Yeah, so, uh, but I think uh, these, uh, so as much as Iranian regime has tried in the past 44 years to suppress the people and suppress the women of Iran, they haven't been successful. Hmm. This is uh, a protest and a movement and I think it's going to be a revolution that is led by women. Uh, this is something that hasn't been seen in the world before. Uh, more, uh, There are a lot of uh, reports that was actually internal reports that were leaked uh, from uh, inside the government that in a lot of the protests, uh, there are 40 to 50 percent women in the protests. Wow. which is uh, quite uncommon, especially in these kind of protests that you can ki- get killed. It's not, you know, peaceful protests. They can uh, kill you. They can arrest you. And you still see a lot of young uh, women participating in these protests. And uh, they, they haven't been successful in uh, making people to be, they haven't been successful in suppressing people. They have tried. Uh, They have tried to tell us as uh, young uh, girls that there are things that you cannot do. Uh, You have to listen to this person, that person, your male uh, guardian, uh, and so on. But uh, they haven't been successful in convincing us. And I don't think Mm -hmm. Uh, they, uh, they, uh, with more time, they will become successful in convincing the uh, people, and uh, they, they have, they have chosen the only way that they think they can survive one more day, which is uh, trying to make people scared and uh, doing these executions in recent days. Uh, that's the only way they can see, and but I don't think that's a sustainable method. And there are reports from uh, within the government that 
there are people at different ranks of uh, IRGC that are not happy with what they are doing. And that is good news for us and uh, not a very good news for them because uh, as days pass, we are becoming stronger and they're becoming weaker. But to be honest, it's, you know, there are days that I also feel depressed, but uh, then there are days that I see a lot of people participating uh, inside Iran and outside Iran, and then I become happy again and uh, thinking that things can change for better. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. You have a special event coming up in your life, a shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods, then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, Create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. Attention, if you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance, and you better watch out, because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let the tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over one billion dollars of tax debt for their clients a plus rated with the better business bureau they'll fight to get you the best deal possible call optima now for a free consultation call 800-965-1433 some restrictions apply for complete details please visit optimataxrelief.com the key to church revitalization comes not from the outside in but from the inside out Trinity School for Ministry presents Congregational Renewal Inside Out, January 19th and 20th. Featuring the Reverend Canon Mark Eldridge, this seminar will give you the passion, biblical principles, and proven practical strategies that will bring health and growth to any size congregation. Congregational Renewal Inside Out, presented by Trinity School for Ministry, January 19th and 20th. Register at tsm.edu slash pastoral. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. 
We want to thank Dr. Mariam Sadie from uh, Carnegie Mellon University for joining us in the last segment. We had to leave quickly because of time constraints on radio, but uh, she's an incredibly brave woman. uh, And I think of the countless unnamed women, John, who have been fighting this fight inside the borders of Iran. Uh, No one knows their names. Uh, No one knows what they've done, and yet they continue to show up. As she said, the government has been trying to convince us for 44 years uh, that this is the way it should be and that women should be silenced, and we haven't bought it. No, it's so very, very brave because you think uh, women in Iran are on the very bottom tier. They are essentially um, constrained to a life of invisibility. Right. Uh, Shuttered away with uh, not a chance for an education, not a chance to exist uh, in in a free and creative society. So to think about her and and the journey, I would like to bring her back. And I wonder how she was able to not necessarily escape Iran, although she has. But apparently Iranian authorities have allowed her, I'm sure because of the, uh, the brightness of her mind, to come to America and study and to teach. We are fortunate to have that voice here with us mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh and Western Pennsylvania. Yeah, so we'll hopefully um, establish another connection uh, with Dr. Sadie and hopefully get to know her a little better. Yep. Uh, today, also, John, Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, uh, an opportunity for all of us to express to those people who put their lives on the line every single day how much we appreciate what they do to lift them up and support them, especially in the wake of the tragic death of Brackenridge Police Chief Justin McIntyre, which is on a lot of our minds right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an article in the Trib today about um, a group called called Trooper Trooper Moms, Moms. Uh, volunteers, yep, volunteers who are mothers of PA state troopers, and uh, they are providing dinner for law enforcement officers from across the state who are traveling to New Ken uh, for the public viewing of McIntyre's body, and they've just done a a terrific thing in conjunction with the Olive Garden, with the Oakmont Bakery, um, and so they're providing a lot of food for a lot of people. Um, also, uh, Uncle Charlie Sausage is mentioned in the article, um, just as far as local retailers who are being a part of feeding a lot of people who are visiting the New Ken area. And John, it's just, you know, it's something that we can rejoice in and uh, be glad that a community group is coming together. But such a tra- an unspeakably tragic it's a circumstance. It's a, it's a brutal, brutal story. And, and you know, re- looking at this article, reading the article, uh, all the trooper moms are saying, we're here. We hope that we're not next on this list because, you know, even though we are providing comfort to fallen families and to all the men and women who show up to honor uh, Chief McIntyre, that you do not want to be that person who they're you know holding a dinner for, holding a fundraiser for. So to all those men and women, truly, the, the difficulty, uh, the, the terror that it must be like to go to, to, to work on a daily basis and not know uh, who you will engage with who have murder on their minds. You are the Mm -hmm. target. You're carrying that on your back. Uh, All so that we can exist in the society free. Uh, We owe these men and women a great debt to to allow us to live in this country Mm -hmm. uh, because it feels sometimes as though the wheels are falling off and those men and women wearing the blue are on the front line. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for all that. Mm -hmm. And especially for the trooper moms as well as they provide some comfort and some sustenance for those who are uh, showing up this evening for Justin McIntyre's viewing. Yeah. Well, John, it's been nice to be back on the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Of course, it's the, non, it's the non-playoff edition, as I've called it, because the Steelers are out uh, because of the incompetence of the New York's Jet, New York Jets. Basically, that's what I'm saying, John. I know that the Steelers played poorly the first half of the season, but still, I feel better blaming it on the Jets. It just seems natural to me. <laughs> 
Well, you got to blame it on somebody. You might as well blame it on the Jets. Hey, thanks for being with us. Uh, the podcast is up and running after we leave the air. And God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Your prayers. Have a good night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. This is Ryan Anderson, president of the Ethics and Public Policy Center for townhall.com. A hundred years from now, people will still be reading the works of